Fix. What's up, everybody? It's Ben Cullen here with this week's Sports Fix. In the last few days, we've had some good news and we've had some bad news. The beaches are closed. I'm absolutely gutted. However, the Sevens is back in November. We've had confirmation it's going ahead. Yes! Anyway, on to the NFL. Tom Brady, one of the greatest players in NFL history, let's just call him the GOAT, is coming back for his 23rd season just six weeks after announcing his retirement. The quarterback said last month he was ending his playing career after winning a record seven Super Bowls. But Brady has now said he has unfinished business and will rejoin the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. These past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands, he said on social media. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Let's go, Tom. Former world number one Naomi Osaka was brought to tears by a heckler during a 6-0, 6-4 defeat at Indian Wells. The four-time Grand Slam winner was taunted in the first set as someone was yelling at her. Osaka was playing her third event since taking a break in September. Speaking on court after the match, an emotional Osaka said it reminded her of Venus and Serena Williams being heckled at the same tournament in 2001. The Williams sister boycotted Indian Wells for 14 years over the events of 2001. In an interview in 2021, Serena said she was still traumatized by the incident two decades later. Reigning F1 champion Max Verstappen topped off the timesheets on the final day of Bahrain's pre-season testing. He capped off the action with the fastest time on Saturday. Times tumbled as the sun set and the morning leaderboard shuffled constantly. A late red flag caused by Valtteri Bottas' stoppage left 20 minutes for a final time attack, during which Verstappen spun 360 degrees at the final corner before setting the fastest lap and improving his time. That left previous leader Charles Leclerc in second and Fernando Alonso in P3 having set his fastest lap in the dying minutes. Mercedes's George Russell was then demoted to fourth and his teammate who you may know, Lewis Hamilton, was down in 17th. The F1 kicks off this weekend and what an exciting season we have ahead. This week I spoke to boxing coach Patrick Hockey. He joins us via Zoom. This is my, I don't want to say former, I'd like to say boxing coach. Even though I've not worked with him for some time, he's my boxing coach. He's a good friend and he's a great character we have here in Hong Kong. His name's Patrick Hockey. He's known as Pads Pads and I'm actually pumped to have him on the show today. Paddy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've had um, a little bit of a stressful morning, but glad to be on here now. So, yeah, hopefully this will recover and save my day. Yeah, we'll, we'll get rid of all the stress for you. Oh, perfect. It's needed, to be fair. Good man. Well, we're going to start off by opening with some quick fire questions like we normally do to feel you out a little bit. Yeah. Cast a little bit of judgment. So just do your best <laughs> to uh, answer right. as fast as you can. Okay. Boxing or MMA to watch? MMA. Mars or Snickers? Snickers. Favorite animal? Lion. Oh, I thought you were going to say tiger, actually. Pizza or burger? Oh, pizza. Second favorite boxer of all time? <laughs> Second favorite boxer of all time, Muhammad Ali. Oh, I know you first, which is Mike Tyson, which I went for second. Favorite active MMA athlete? Favorite active MMA athlete? Israel Adesanya. Strong. Thank you, Paddy. Can you give everybody a brief rundown of who you are and what you do day to day? Yeah, so I guess, obviously, my name's Paddy. People know me as Pads Pads around town. I am a 
guess, somewhat a bit of a big personality and also a boxing coach. Um, my day-to-day kind of entails holding pads for several different clients, teaching boxing, um, general fitness, and a little bit of mental well-being, I guess, throughout the classes as well. So to start us off, how did you get into combat sports? I got into combat sports basically when I was in school because... My older brother had an interest in boxing. My uncles used to box. So we were kind of surrounded by it as kids. Um, And then it was actually my older brother who had a good friend called Adam Hadfield, whose granddad used to box. And essentially, they started going to a boxing club together when they were, you know, I think year nine. And then once my mum had kind of come around to the idea of my older brother going, they took me along as well, three, four times a week. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of how it started. What about before that did you did you play much sport or were you just an active kid no so i was definitely an active kid but i mean as you do in liverpool you kind of are put into a football team so i played for football teams from probably like the age of what age did you start like seven onwards yeah um i played for two football teams because i wasn't good enough to be in one so they were actually spreading me around a few they used to call me the uh i remember they used to say to me oh you're the secret weapon you pad will put you on you're the secret weapon but i was that secret that no one ever found out about me because they wouldn't blame me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were always like active kids, right? Running around like mad, played football as you do with all the different teams in primary school through to secondary. And then um, I stopped. I probably stopped football in secondary, maybe around 13, 14. I wasn't very good. Yeah, the secret was out. <laughs> Yeah, the secret was out there. Well, there's a few things, right? I'm not going to mention any names, but one of the lads who played left back and left mid, his dad was the manager, so I never had the chance there. He was the other left-footed kid, right? So there was definitely no chance. I remember every year at the Christmas Awards being like, oh, he's got a left foot. And I'm thinking, this year it's me, and then nothing. <laughs> never was. They didn't even give me one out of sympathy, but yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, too funny. So, so you moved from football into into boxing, and then did you did you stick at it? Were you committed to it, or was it sort of more of a hobby than something you did week in week out? Well, I'd always liked the boxing before I'd even liked the football. So as long as you know, I remember being young and getting gloves and a, a punching bag in my room. But long before I even had considered going to a boxing gym, mum had boxing gloves for us and whatnot. Um, by the time we actually got there, yeah, I was I was. I was committed. I'd go four times a week, you know, Monday, Wednesday, oh, yeah. Friday, and a Saturday class. So, I, um, yeah, I, I did really, really love it. I actually remember being also kind of like thinking I was a boxer when I first started going, a bit like I do now. But I'd take my uh, I'd take my top off and go for a run down the road. But I would make sure that when I ran past, like the, there was only four houses where I lived there, and I'd always come out the gate proper rapid. <laughs> sprint past them as quick as I could as if I was never going to stop and then I'd get around the corner and just slowly ease into slow it. down wait for the next <laughs> so, house yeah 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 same energy and then you know when you you were in the gym and obviously you said you had family and your uncles but but did you have any influences in the gym was there a particular coach or, or some some of the older than you that, that pushed you in the right directions or, or wrong even I think um Within the gym, I really liked the coach. Robbie he was classy. I think what I liked about being in the gym, I, it was a, it was actually a really nice gym. The people in there were good people, right? Um, but I always just wanted to be good at it. I wanted to be good in the class. And I guess just looking up to the older, looking up to Robbie, I actually remember a moment now where Robbie was sparring one of the kids, let's say he's 15, and his phone went off. And he answered his phone while he was 
he answered his phone while he was on the pad, sorry, and he was telling the lad to try and hit him and he was moving and he couldn't hit him even though he was on the phone. But just kind of looking, walking into a gym and seeing people at that level always made you want to go back and they were really good at... Um, the coaches were very good at like encouraging you to come back. You know, they spent the time saying, "Oh, that was really good," and etc. So, um, yeah, compounded over time and, and made you feel good as well. Yeah, just a good place where you got recognised for when you were doing well. You got told off when you were you were being bad, but you know, I, I kind of liked the attention in the gym and the good fun behind it all, and and the classes were, you know, with the, with a good group of lads, so it made it easier to go each time. Good stuff, and then. You've not actually competed, though, have you? Is that something you'd like to do? No, I definitely would like to compete. Um, I think when I was... Well, I know when I was younger, eventually they kind of said that we could do fights within the gym, but you need to obviously have the... Basically, my mum wasn't having it the long and short of it. She still wouldn't be having it. I mean, I'm literally less than four months ago. I think we kind of had an argument and a bicker over the phone. We actually did. She said, oh, yeah... You know, I'm not all for it. You know, I've got to think about your health. And she's just being a proper mum about it at the end of the day. And then she was like, well, can you at least wear a head guard? And then I was like, no, I'm not wearing a head guard. I don't need to wear a head guard being stubborn. And then the next time she called me was on a Sunday afternoon and I, like a couple of weeks later. And um, we were having a chat and she was like, oh, how are you? And I was like, oh, <laughs> might as well get this over and done with. I broke my nose last week. <laughs> I'm having an operation tomorrow. Um, I'm going to buy a head guard moving forward. So, um, yeah, we'd definitely like to compete. But obviously, when we were younger, like I said, my mum's aim was to, my mum's aim in her head was to protect us. And the reason she was like that and stopped us from competing is because when my mum's brothers competed at the age of 13, 14, 15, and she was a little girl, there was nowhere near as much health and safety or care for them. Thanks, Paddy. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. I'm a big F1 fan and there's no hiding it. What is going to happen this season? Last year, it was a two-horse race, but after testing, it could be argued there are three or four teams in the mix. The Bahrain Grand Prix is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a great weekend all, and don't forget to join me and Alison tomorrow for All Being Well at 3 p.m. That's right. We'll see you tomorrow for All Being Well live on RTHK Radio 3 and live on RTHK TV 31. Common